1102 Central Standard Time, and welcome to the Duke of Pipso podcast. Coming to you live from the Haribow factory in Pleasant Prairie, Wisconsin, I'm Martin. And I'm Matt. And now, Matt, if we go through that door and pretend we work here, we can just go look around. We can? Yeah. What are they going to do? Where are we? A Haribo? Yeah, you know, they make gummy bears. Are you saying they're bad? Horrible? These are horrible. Do you want to go or not? People are looking at us. Haribo, I think it's pronounced. I I think the only way... Who says, like, everyone's looking at us. Everyone... Every it's pronounced any other way than the way you pronounce it. Okay. All other pronunciations are acceptable, other than yours. We're not going to be all... able to get in and sneak around because everyone saw you freaking out. Well, that's that's what I do, Martin. I I sabotage things with yeah. my behavior. Okay. Well, what are you my what are you my teacher from sixth grade? I wish. Give it a rest. I wish we right? could have dealt with. Okay, that's fine. I have you know. to go anyway. Okay. I have. I'm. So anyway. All right. Well, I'll be here. No problem. I have this basket of spicy cricket bags. I'm selling here at lunch. Okay. It's like a little side gig. Sounds weird. Crickets. Crickets. Hello, sir. Yes. Hello. Hi. Would you like some spicy crickets? Um. No. I would like some bread. We don't sell that around here. Uh, well, I'm gonna starve to death. Do you know who I am? You know, do you don't you see my T-shirt? Uh, you I'm, just seem really old. I'm the bread buggy. Um, can you feed me some bread so I can survive? Because that's all I eat. So let me go check. I think we have some in the back. Okay. Well, I'm not gonna survive seven weeks away at camp. If I don't have any bread, okay? I'm not eating any crickets. What about, like, gummy baguettes? You know, those might work, actually. Do you have any? Yes, we do. We do. Okay. We sell them in Montreal. You look... You seem kind of familiar to me, sir. I feel like if I grew a beard and never cut my hair again, I would look like you. Uh, keep dreaming. Let me go get you those gummy baguettes. Okay, thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you. Crickets. Crickets. Martin, get over yes. here. It's me, Martin. What? I'm it's me. You know who I am. I'm I'm your alter ego. What is this with all the salad you're eating lately? Uh someone's been telling you a lie. I saw it's... you eat it. Don't, don't lie to me. I I'm, I'm you. Yeah. Have you been talking to Seth? You're eating. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah, you're eating hash browns now. What are you nuts? That's not salad. You. You. That's just not. That's not how it works. Look, stick to the basics. They'll never steer you wrong. Okay, you're right. You're right. All right. Do you want some crickets? I no. gotta sell a lot the, of these. No, you know I don't, don't like them. No. Yeah. People don't like them. No. Good luck, though. Yeah, I thanks. love you. Thanks. You too. All right. Crickets. Cricket. Uh, huh? Hello? Uh, yeah. I'm an old man. My name's Martin Miller. 
You have a really cool voice. Yeah. I I come from the future. It's really hot and all the only food they have to eat are bugs. So I came back in time to try to try to get some real food. Why and don't I, you try to also, also because fix Bob Weir's still alive in this time frame? I'm confused because everything's about time travel now. Can I have what are you, what are you selling? I, look, just quit the small talk. Yeah, I got spicy crickets. Yeah, right. I know. Good one. Come on, no. you got like a burger or some pizza? No, in there? no, I have Bread? spicy crickets. Look, I went to college in Tennessee. Al Gore got me out of a jam. I owe him, and now he's selling these bugs. So I said I'd help him out. He didn't really give me a choice, but no one's buying them. People Al Gore's like Al Gore's the only good thing to come out of Tennessee in eighty years. Now listen, that's true. And trust me, it's not going to change going forward because I know I'm from the future. Look, you got to fix the environment. Just you. It's not up to the okay. big companies or anything or the government. Right. You just got to recycle more. All right. They've had their chance. Okay. All well, right. I'm out. I'm out. Great. Great Marty. news, Matt. Great yeah. news. Don't worry about climate change anymore. I'm going to fix it. Okay. Okay, good. Well, so, that's a relief. It's, it's simply, it's just a matter of recycling more. You mean putting yourself like... Your needs, like, 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 secondary to the needs of others, like the planet. That's not what or... I was told. It just is. You need re- recycle more. You need to recycle more. Well, look, recycling is a great way to help the the world around us. Uh, I I think, or it's a great way to sell resell used plastic or something like that. And you know, that's... the plastic bag recycling is a big scam, though. Yeah, I know. I, okay. I watched I just, 2020. Okay. Don't worry. I just want to make sure everyone, maybe you should watch Dateline. Well, I'll, I will if you recommend it. I don't. But... I, want to, I, I want to talk to you, Martin, about being first, okay? Okay, winning. So, well, it's not what I said. That's interesting that you immediately thought that, that when I said being first was winning. Yeah. Well, don't you want to be Give first me, in the race? Okay, is that can you, so? Is that just a blanket statement that being the f- number one is always winning? Um, you give me an example. Yeah. Okay. Let's when, say when you're do you want to like, be number one? Any sort of race, like potato sack race, running. How fast can you climb the tree? Uh, you know, any kind of race. A so, hacky sack race. You want to be first. Okay. Okay. And why? Oh, because then you win. That means you're better than everybody else. You won. How? By being first. Okay. So you well, I go get back that. to the beginning. But I know. But so, like, are you, is this a strictly like I? You start the stopwatch, and then whoever gets there in the shortest amount of time is the winner. Correct, depending okay. on the rules of the race. Okay. All right. So, number one, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I I know that, you know, you've won in your life, right? Yes. Many times. Come in first. Sometimes. 
Sometimes. Well, okay. Some you've yeah. won sometimes in your life. Yes, true. Like, I assume we're talking about when you've been running. Um, yeah, or I guess various team sports. This is more, I guess, sports in general. Okay. You always want to win. Okay. Which is, you know, being number one, being first. Actually, I think you said being first. So here's, so, so I'm confused. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm following what you're saying. I'm hearing what you're saying. So why is it that coming, being number one is good when it means the number one draft pick in the NFL. Like if the goal is to win, how come it's also good to be the worst because then you get the best draft pick? Why, why, why do we, why is that part of watching football or really, I guess any sport, but definitely football. I'd say like, So what you're saying is football teams that are bad, that are struggling, they don't need a hand out. They need a hand up. Okay. So you're just enabling them by giving them the first crack at their players. They're probably bad. They're going to pick a bad player. Probably. Exactly. So just keep them down there. So, yeah, because I I keep hearing this and, you know, I don't want to make this all about the bears because we've been talking about them a lot lately. But I don't think we're actually able to stay on any topic long enough that it's gets boring, hopefully. But like I keep hearing people say, well, you know, this is great. They could win this game. Or if they lose, hey, that's good too, because then they'll be that much closer, you know, because you know, people are already making a list of who's gonna have the the first pick to pick the best player, even though there's no guarantee at all that that's gonna happen. So, in your alternate system, the Bears would get the last pick, and if you win the Super Bowl, you get the first pick? No, we would just stop talking about it. Like, I think they should make it into a lottery like the NBA or the NHL does. You know? Yeah. Like, because it's like, when you start the season as the worst team, you're like, well, this is actually good, because we're going to get the best pick next year. And then you spend the whole season being like, well, you know, it's okay that we're bad because next year we're going to have a chance to be good. But that's just, you're giving up on the entire season. I mean, you know, theoretically. Yeah, teams have historically given up in the entire season for years and years. Yeah. This is just a new excuse, maybe. What about, so, you know... If you're always first, you know, you can't be third either. You know, uh, true. The true, Gale, but that's... from the Gale Sayer, the book by ba- Gale Sayers, where he explains that his philosophy about life is God first, others second, I'm third, and that's the way he lives his life. Well, so, look, even an alligator knows you can have one foot in the canyon and one foot on the mountain at the same time, Matt. So, in sports, you can try to win. You can try to be first. That's fine. It's what happens when you don't or what happens when you do that then determines if you're, like, really a me-first person or you just really are trying to win. I mean, the goal of those is to try to win, right? 
the goal of what well according to you the goal of everything is to try to win well no if you're building like a you know a dream catcher you just want it to look good and be functional right you there's no way oh, like a there. bitster chair yeah or whatever yeah okay i yeah uh, i said a dream catcher yeah i'm evolving yes yes you are I, you know the nh the nfl it it they do a really good job of you know uh mimicking the the culture and sort of leading the culture at the same time i'm starting to think that this this draft thing i feel like it's like the opiate crisis where it's like this is how the nfl like deals with bad teams they give you like this kind of like this like thing that that like you don't makes you not feel anymore. Like you don't feel the losing anymore because you think that when you're losing, you're actually, you're getting, you're like investing in the future somehow. Like it's really subversive, I think. And kind of bizarre. Like, like, you know, your great hero Ditka, like he would have just been done nothing but talk like vicious trash about these bears teams if True. he were involved in the team at all. I mean, he used to rip on the team when they were good. Right, right. Remember how hard he was on Harbaugh when Harbaugh was the quarterback? And look at Jim Harbaugh now. He's totally adjusted fine. Yeah, yeah. He's He shows no signs of, of abuse uh, or dysfunctional behavior. But anyway, yeah. well, I don't know, Martin. I, you know, I think that we've gotten to a point where even being number one now is, is, is kind of like we've ruined everything in this country when it comes to like being successful and happy because it always comes at the expense of somebody else who, who doesn't deserve to get stepped on or cut in front of. And then even when you're bad, you, you get to feel good about being bad. Even the bad times are good, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen. I just thought of this, Matt, and I think this sums up everything you said and everything you didn't want to say. Professional tennis players have it all. World travel, cool outfits, they're great at tennis. And they are successful at tennis and number one and do it with a quiet grace, unlike other professional athletes. Now, it's possible that this is just what I believe because I don't watch tennis. Okay. But that's what I choose to believe. So it is possible. Okay. Okay. I, I like that. I appreciate like a that. Roger Federer. Yeah. He just does watch commercials, I think. Yeah. You yeah, know? that I know. And he, you know, is wasn't he one of the greatest tennis players of all time? Yes. And if you're from Russia, they don't even care. They just don't they put like a black box next to where your flag is. Yeah, yeah. But you can still play tennis. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. Well, so, that, 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 I guess that does sum up really everything I was trying to say and not say about being number one. Uh, next question about being number one, and then we'll move on. Um, how long do you think it will take until, and it will probably happen in baseball first, someone signs the first $1 billion contract. 
how many years? Eleven. Yep, that's a, that's exactly what I was going to guess too. I was going to say eleven. I bet you so, in eleven years, someone will sign a twenty you know year contract. It'll for, be twenty thirty four or a ten year contract for a hundred million a year. Yeah, yeah. Well, that they could happen too. Hit and pitch and pitch with both arms. Right and legs. Yeah, right. It would be like one of those funny cartoons where the animals play baseball and the octopus is a pitcher. Exactly. And they're like, in the octopus throws like eight different pitches at once. Yes, you can't right. hit them all. You can't. Okay. Yeah. All right. Ah, well, that's in thirty-three. Yeah, let's do it. Perf. All right. Um, I'm thinking of a number. What number okay. am I thinking of? Eleven. No. Ugh. No. It was thirty-three. Oh. You know, this is really true. Every time you say it, I think of a number, and I'm like, no, that's not it. And then I think of a second number. And every single time, unless I guess it first, which I don't think I do very often, it was the first number I thought. If there was anything to know about me, Martin, which you probably already do, it's that I continue doing that over and over, Mm -hmm. guessing the right number first, and then then being wrong the second time, and then the next time we do it, I, I'm like, I guess the number first, and then change it, and then I'm wrong, and then I just keep doing it and never realize that all I have to do is just go with the first number. Well, anyway, that's that's why I'll, alligators have tails, you know? I'll receive. Okay. The name of the game is 33. 33. Rutabaga. Uh, I believe that's some kind of turnip uh i remember hearing my grandmother talking about it when i was a kid so it's like one of those foods no one eats anymore um and also remember thinking rutabaga and it was like kind of like is are they like is that like a country way of saying like rutabaga or like is it really just pronounced rutabaga it's a rutabaga. Uh, yeah, I no, don't know. Rutabaga, ma'am. Uh, okay, anyway. Yeah, fair enough. Radish. Uh, one of my faves. Love me a crisp, little spicy slice of uh, radishes. You know what's good on it is some of that club cheese that you get in Wisconsin that you scoop out and smear on there. Oh, yeah. If you're into that, some people, eh, you know. Oh, I'm into it. Yeah, I'm just some. It's not for then everybody. I, then I wipe horseradish all over my face. I've seen that. It's pretty cool. Yep. Rhubarb. Oh, rhubarb. Uh, rhubarb used to grow. My mom. So when I was a kid, my grandparents bought a cottage on the chain of lakes in McHenry County in Illinois. Northern Illinois, and it was just like a summer cottage, you know, you could only use it in the summer, and it was actually on an island, but it was, if you've been up there, you know what I'm talking about. It's just a big, mucky, grassy area like of like the Fox River and these lakes and stuff, but anyway, next to the 
cottage, my mom told me that one time she grew marijuana there. Like she put some Uh-oh. seeds in the well, ground and it part out and it grew. And then that, of course, my grandparents were like, what's this? And then like they figured it out. And not knowing my mom, I have no idea if that's actually true. But where she showed me that she grew it was where actually rhubarb grew. So maybe my mom was smoking rhubarb and she just was confused. And everyone um, still calls her rhubarb to this day. I- I do, they do. I do like me some strawberry rhubarb pie. That's a Midwestern classic. Great answer. And the theme of that, of course, was three things I would never eat. Right. Um, Also, if you want to look up a little more PG-13, look up radishment. So what they did in ancient Greece. Okay. Mm -hmm. The name of the game is 33, Martin. 33. Jim McMahon. Favorite Bears quarterback of all time. Number nine. Um, he seemed to have, he had some health issues, but seems to have recovered mostly. Uh, great college quarterback at BYU. After he'd used all his football eligibility, they kicked him out of school because they didn't want him around because he was a troublemaker and not a Mormon, which was sort of weird. Correct. Uh, injuries really got him. Hey, two Super Bowl rings, as many as Aaron Rodgers and that other guy combined. It's not Jordan Love, the guy before him. Jim Harbaugh. I remember when he came on the Bears, there was an immediate quarterback controversy. As Matt said, Ditka loved him right away, it seemed like, but then turned on him quickly. I think he turned on every quarterback. Yes. Um, he called him Harbu. Yeah, he was okay. He went to Indianapolis, and I think he did better there. He was, and the Ravens. Oh, and the Ravens. He was a good quarterback. I would not say he was great, but he was good. I don't think he was better than Jim McMahon. That was during the time when it seemed like the Bears would only draft people from Notre Dame or Michigan yes. for some reason. Which okay. was their plan, and it didn't work that great. Jim Miller. He has a crazy beard. He was also a Bears quarterback. He peaked. So he had one good year. I wouldn't describe it as great. And he was an excellent game manager. However you want to call that. Didn't last long. He also went to Pittsburgh. Uh, oh, you mean to play? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He went to Michigan State. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, all the great quarterbacks come from the Big Ten. Okay, That's good true. job, Martin. That oh, was a, a, not an A+. Plus, so I'm not, okay. you know. I, Tom Brady well, I don't went to Michigan. Ins- I don't want to insult you. Yeah, I know. Like giving know. you an A+, plus when you don't deserve it. And then what would you have to to accomplish I would stop that. work. I would stop trying. Right. Yeah, right. obviously. Okay, that was great. Oh, thanks. Um and that, you know, that makes me feel excited and and upbeat about Haraz and Hazaz. And remember Haraz the good one, Hazaz the bad one. And we you can alternate remember it this each way. Week. Hurrah for good, Hazaz for bad. That's how you remember. 
Right. And the Z's, you know, you put the Z's in there. It's bad. Uh, yeah. So, okay. Uh, my hurrah this week, uh, I I had one of those, uh, like, Facebook memories thing come up. I, I'm a, Oh, I just admitted that I use Facebook. Oh, how embarrassing. Okay. Well, anyway, we'll edit that out. You're in the demographic. It's fine. Um, uh, yes. November 3rd. 2008, Grant Park, Chicago, Illinois, the night of the victory rally for Barack Obama's uh, first win as president of the United States. Uh, I went down there uh, with two of our good friends, and uh, we 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 drove down to my mom's and walked from there. And uh, I'll never forget it. I, I, there was, I was not able, I, we barely got into the park. We were standing really almost at the very back of like the worst seat in the house kind of thing. Uh, but did, I think they say there were a million people there or something like that. I don't know that. I don't want to, I don't want to act like a certain, you know, who, who doesn't understand what crowd sizes are, but I'll never forget being there and how exciting and happy we were. Everyone was so happy. Like there wasn't anybody that, and I did not think for a minute that there were people there that were going to be like, we're going to blow something up or we're going to shoot everybody or anything. That might be different now. Just saying, I'm sorry to say, uh, but I wanted to give a hurrah to my memory of that. And uh, and say how much I wish that we hadn't gone astray like we have, uh, trying to, for some reason, go back in time and ruin all the things that propelled us to that night in 2008. Uh, but anyway, uh, thanks for the memories, Grant Park and President Obama and your amazing family and the amazing people that you surrounded yourself with to accomplish something so incredible. Oh, well done. Um, mine's gonna, my huzzah this week, I think it goes to Bob Knight, but really it goes to college sports as a whole. Um, I know he just died, but if I don't talk about it now, he'll be dead for a long time and no one will remember him. So this is a good opportunity. Um, for a long time, people I know that like college sports, their big thing was it's better than the pros because they're actually trying and there's more of a purity to college sports. Now, I never believed that to be true. But it was amazing to me that people along the way thought that that was a real argument. So, you know, you look at Bob Knight, right? He has been just recently on the news all over the place. They do mention he had some problematic incidents, but ultimately he goes down as one of the winningest basketball coaches of all time, and everyone loves him. 98% graduation percentage when he was so, at Indiana. couple highlights here, okay? 1975, he grabbed someone on his team and threw him into his seat. 1979, he hit a policeman in Puerto Rico and was convicted, but they couldn't extradite him back to part of the United States. 
1981, he got involved in a shoving match with an LSU fan after Bob Knight put him in a garbage can at the hotel. Um, 1983, he was criticizing Big Ten officials and cursing out the commissioner of the Big Ten. Okay, 1985, through a chair. Um, there are other times when he hit his son while he was playing. He headbutted him, a different player. He hit a student. The this is like over twenty not, years. Yeah, what it what's are the these are all just a bunch of random, you know, things that don't add up to any kind of pattern. So he was a serial physical abuser. I'm sure an emotional abuser, but let's just say physical because you can just see on there who realistically, if he was another person in a different situation, may have ended up in the prison system. But they, yes. just, let it, they just let him continue coaching and, maybe even worse, didn't even really feign any interest in trying to get him to get help so he wouldn't physically attack people. Help? What, are you crazy? So, it would be one thing if Bob Knight was just a one-time like college coach who did something wrong, but I'm not even going to get into that because we know it ultimately comes down to it's like hazing in colleges, right? For 50 years, people have said disingenuously that we'll get rid of it, we know it's bad, even though everybody knows it still goes on. So I'm positive in these programs across the country, there's still stuff that people, if they knew about it, would be like, why is that going on? That's crazy. And there are people at the universities who know what's going on and just let it happen. So it's fair. You can poke fun at professional sports all you want, and there's a lot to do there. But at least they don't claim to be sort of more pure or whatever you want to call it. But really, this is about Bob Knight. So, there you go. Yeah, Machiavellian. Then's justify the means. Uh, remember, he was also the coach of the greatest Olympic basketball team of all time, wasn't he? Well, the 1984 team, but not the Dream, dream oh, Team. Oh, no. That was Shershevsky. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, and Shershevsky was uh, from the Bob Knight coaching tree, wasn't he? Didn't he play for Bob Knight at uh, Army? Yeah, he I believe he, is. he did. Yeah. But anyway, yep, I, c- I could not agree with you more. Uh, just, you know, yep, I, I'm sure those guys are still out there. And like you said, unfortunately, rather than there being some transparency in them getting, uh, you know, getting co- at least it being in like the media somehow, which no one trusts anyway, but uh, yeah, it'd be nice if there was some accountability for those people who, you know, are now just behind the scenes, even more corrupt. But uh, but anyway, I'm excited for college basketball season, but my team is terrible. So it's coming right up. They've had Kansas and Illinois just played a game. Yeah. I think Illinois won. I don't know. I don't know. Why would I care about something like that? All right. Fair enough. All right. Well, it's been a great show, Martin. It really has. It really has. We put in probably more prep for this show than any show we've ever done. That's true. Mm -hmm. So until next time. Oh, by the way, next week, 
our season oh. finale. Yes. We're going to have a boatload of information for you, surprises, maybe a giveaway. You Correct. won't want to miss it. Tell your friends. Correct. The end of season eight is, is coming. You can't stop it. Nope. All right, Marty. Well, until then, I hope you have a great week. Thanks. You too. See ya. Bye.